Bible says, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Aren't you glad to be alive on this morning? Amen, somebody. You, you, you don't sound like you're glad to be alive this morning. Folk that are glad to be alive, they're excited about being alive on today and God is a good God we need to always remember that in spite of what we go through in life in spite of what's happening in life that does not change who God is and it's good to see you this morning and it is good to be seen uh, on this morning I'm asking that you would find John chapter 10 verse number 10 John chapter 10 and verse number 10. Just be, just be holding John 10, 10. John chapter 10. Very familiar passage of scripture. John chapter 10 and verse number 10. Um, what if I told you, what if I told you that the people that is closest to you are sometimes the worst for you. Y'all agree with that one? Whether it be family or whether it be friends. Sometimes those that are nearest to us are sometimes the worst for us. The Bible says, he came to his own and his own received him not. The Bible says that the that a man's house, that when you're looking at a man's house, uh, those members of his house, the foes of his house, the people that live among him, the members of his house are going to be his worst enemies. Why is it that the people that are closest to you sometimes are the worst people for you. The, a man's foes are, will be those of his household, his own household. Now, when Jesus talks about the other verse, he talks about when he came to his own, his own receives him not. He's talking about the people in his city. And then when he talks about a man's foes will be those of his own household, he's talking about a man's his man's uh, relatives, all right? So on both ends, sometimes it cannot be for the better, but sometimes it's for the worst. When you, when you come into the world, you come into the world by way of your biological family. When you come into the world, right? Anybody came in a different way, just raise your hand. You came in like Clark Kent, you know. We all come into the world because of our biological family. But in order for you to become what God wants you to become, it's going to happen because of your spiritual family. Because your biological family, not that your biological family is bad, it's not that your biological family wants you to fail, but sometimes... Uh, 
you are who you are because of the environment that you came from. And so when you are a child of God, there, there should be a certain environment in the Lord's house that differs from the environment in our own biological family or in our own homes. Uh, John 10 and verse 10, watch this verse here. He says, the thief. Y'all see that? The thief cometh or comes not but for to what? But to steal. And so oftentimes we refer to the thief as the devil, but any thief that are coming to your house, he's coming to steal. And sometimes he, he kills, and sometimes he destroys. But ultimately, we know that the devil comes, what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. That's the mission that the devil has been on since he came down here on the earth. So whenever somebody is trying to cause us trouble on this time side of life, we need to always remind ourselves that the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. Watch your back, church. Watch your back. Hello, somebody. You need to always be vigilant. Peter says, be vigilant, be sober, because you're what? Adversary. The devil is, is, is going around seeking whom he may what? Devour. We always need to understand that you and I are the devil's worst enemy. Don't ever fool yourself. Well, he's going to let up on me, you know. Don't ever fool yourself. Whenever the devil is letting up on you, he's setting traps for you. Y'all missed that one. You, you think you're walking on easy street. Ease on down, ease on down, ease on down the road. Listen, there's a trap. He's trying to set you up. A man's foes sometime will be those of his, y'all not listening to me. His own, y'all got some good families. Y'all got some good families. Amen. That's, that's a blessing. Because y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all have not experienced that a day in your life. Y'all got some good folk. I wish I was in y'all family. But the Bible says that a man's enemies, I said a man's enemies, are going to be those of his own. I am come that they might have what? And that they might have it more abundantly. Now this is a scripture that you hear often. And I said to myself as I was working on this lesson, I said, you know, that, let, let me use this scripture here. And I, I don't have but one point today. Just one point. That's all I have. One point. I, I know some of you are upset and you're mad and you're about to burst into cry. But one point today. And I want to talk about this abundant life. Because watch the verse. He says, the thief cometh not but for to what? Steal. And to what? And to what? Destroy. Now watch the contrast here. He says, I am come that they might 
have life and that they might have it more abundantly. When you look at the verse real closely, you'll see that the thief is selfish. The thief is selfish. He's, he's coming for himself. It's not about anybody else. It's, it's all about the thief. But when you look at Jesus, I am come. What Jesus does, he does not come to get difference like the thief. He comes to steal. He comes to get from somebody else that does not, something that does not belong to him. But Jesus comes to what? He comes to give. He does not come to what? To get. He's all about what? Giving. He does not come to to get. He does not come for himself, but he comes for the benefit of other people. How about you? Are you all about yourself or are you about causing other people to have a better life? I want to talk to you. Let's put this subject on the screen uh, on this morning. Can you use a better life? Can you use a, a better life? There are some people who wants to throw away their current life, their current situation, their current circumstances in this old world. They want to throw that away. Can you this morning, those of you who are here, those of you who are watching by way of social media, can you personally, individually, can you use a, a better life? And so I want to talk about this one point, just the abundant life. What is the abundant life? I hear people talk about that, you know, you know, about the abundant life. Jesus came to give life, and he came to give, give it more abundantly. And I want to say right off the top that the abundant life does not mean the rich and the wealthy life. Hello, somebody. And I hear even some preachers, you know, and they even try to justify uh, the, the, the finances and wealth and riches with, with the Bible. Now, I want you to understand, money is not bad. Now, let's not, let, let's not, you know, dirty the money because money is not bad. If you start even in the beginning of time, you saw that there were gold in the book of Genesis. You saw Abraham was rich. Lot was rich. You go on down the line. God's people had, had money. But, but everybody in the Bible, y'all, was not rich. Matter of fact, the, the, the most spiritual person in the entire world was not rich. Matter of fact, let me tell you what he said. He says, the foxes, y'all ain't going to work with me this morning. I'm glad Sister Brock is up in here. She gonna, if she don't say amen, she's going to be saying it inside. The foxes have what? Holes. And the bird have what? Nests. But the Son of Man have nowhere to what? To lay his head. The most spiritual person in the world did not have a, a place to lay his head. So I don't care how spiritual you might be on this morning. I don't care how much Bible you read. I don't care how many prayers you might pray. That does not mean that you're going to live in the house on the hill. And uh, chance, you know, chance happened to all of us. You know, you put your money in the right places. You can make a little money. You can, you know, it, 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 I don't have time to deal with all of that. But, but just because you're a Christian, y'all don't mean you're going to have no money. 
Jesus promises, or rather to God, God promises that if you seek the kingdom first, if you live under his ruleship, if you follow the rules in the kingdom, he promises that you will always have your daily necessities that will be met. God haven't failed anybody yet. Now, you might have failed, but God hadn't failed anybody yet. What is this abundant life, though, Brother Phillips? What is this abundant life? Watch this here. Let's go to bullet point number one. Uh, it's spiritual. It's spiritual, not, not material. Hello, somebody. It's spiritual. It, it's not material. Uh, John chapter 17. John 17. Let's see if we can pull that one up. John chapter 17 and uh, verse number 3. Uh, John 17. And this is life eternal. That they might what? Know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Y'all, the abundant life is not having a, a pocket full of money. It is not having a pocket full of gold. Uh, but he says, this is life eternal eternal he says that they might what no no god the only true god and jesus christ whom thou hast sent so we understand here number one that the abundant life is spiritual whenever you came to god don't tell nobody you received the abundant life you're not trying to attain, acquire the abundant life now. You already have. The abundant life has already started. Uh, when you started your relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, when you started your relationship with God through Christ, uh, you have already started the abundant living. Uh, it's, it's, it's spiritual, y'all. This is a spiritual thing, right? It's a spiritual thing. It's not material because if it, if, it, if, it, if it were, if it were, then that means that all of us who are Christians would be rich. And when I look at my Bible, Paul tells the church to pick up an offering on the first day of the week for the poor saints over in Jerusalem. And that's where the church started. And they were poor in Jerusalem, but they were saints, they were believers, they were members of the Lord's church, but yet they were poor. Just because you are a child of God don't mean that you're going to have a bankroll. <laughs> it's spiritual. And people will, you know, and, and there are some preachers, not all, thank God, not all, but there are some who will label right here. And try to make folk believe that the abundant life means that you have an abundance of things. That's not true. And all you have to do is read your Bible. Folk were selling things that they had. That the saints might have their daily necessities met. And, and, and let me just say this. Now, now we are rich, rich now. Let me, let me just come back and visit that. You, you are rich. Yes, you are. If you compare yourself 
to the majority of the people in the world, you will see. This, this is facts now. You can check it out. You are rich. When you sit down beside certain people in, our, in the states and in other countries, you will see that you are filthy rich. Now, here's the deal. You may not be rich like Donald Trump. And I know that's your favorite guy, but listen, you might not be rich like him. And all Donald Trump and all the other ones, they just have more, right? They just have more of what you have. Donald Trump have a car, right? Maybe have 7, 10, 12, or whatever. But you have one, right? And the same thing his car does for him is the same thing yours. And sometimes we say, well, he drives a, he drives a Rolls Royce and, and I drive a Volkswagen. Well, listen, the, the same thing his car does for him, the main reason, y'all, is to transport. <laughs> right? Now, whenever that car can take me to space, and whenever that car can, can, can give me a Big Mac and, and fries and, and all that other stuff, and, 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 and then, then I'll, you know, maybe I'll have a little envy on something. But the last time I checked, it does the same thing my truck does. It transports. I got in the truck. Friday did not fly me to Dallas. I had to drive that booger to Dallas. Now, when yours fly you there, then I got probably a little something to, to envy. But my point is, y'all, the same thing, the same thing they have. You might have not have an abundance of it, but you got something in a small scale, small level. His house got AC. Your house got AC. <laughs> Why we do that to ourselves? He got heat. You got heat. You have a bed to lay down. He, had, he has a refrigerator. His might be bigger than yours. He probably just speak to it and it does stuff. Yours might be, you probably have to go over there manually, but that's all right. The same thing it does, it cools the food, y'all. All I'm trying to say, we, 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 we put our own selves down. We put stress on ourselves. And we try to work to get stuff that other people got to get on the same level to make ourselves feel good. God, God already told you, I'm going to give you what you need. It's spiritual. It's not about, it's not about material. And don't let people make you feel bad. Well, you don't make six, seven figures. You must not be a child of God. Mm -mm. Don't even mean none of that. Number two. Bullet point number two. Watch this here. The abundant life is not only spiritual, y'all. It's eternal. It's eternal. It's not temporal. Material things is temporal. They're going to fade, y'all. They're going to rust. Thieves can break through. I don't care what you have. Thieves can break through and take what you have. I don't care how many rock wallets you got, how many pit bulls you got, how many chihuahuas you got, how many electric fences you have. I don't care what you have at your house. If a thief is good enough, he can get your stuff. The Bible says, lay your treasures in heaven. What thieves cannot break through and what? Steal. What moth and rust will not corrupt. Y'all, we are not, you're not safe down here. And, and the abundant life is spiritual, not material. It's eternal, not temporal. Th this life is going to fade away. Look at it. I'm, just watch the world. Watch people. People are still dying. The world is still corrupt. Bad things are still happening every day. Just look at the world. It's temporal. Nothing lasts down here on the earth. You and I will one day fade away. We'll go back to the dust. 
worms going to have a, a buffet with your body and with mine. Well, maybe with yours, not with mine. Ain't too much you can get off of mine. This thing, y'all, is what? It's eternal. Why is it eternal? Because your eternal life does not start when you get to eternity. Your eternal life starts when you get in Christ. It starts when you get in Christ. Let me go to my third and final bullet point here, and I want to go somewhere. Watch this here. It's about, the eternal life is about, it's about what you gain. It's about, it's about what you gain. It's not about, it's not about having fame. You know, people want to have fame. It's not about fame. It's about, it's about what you gain when you are, when you are in Christ. You gain you gain a relationship uh, with the Lord. It's about, it's about gaining. Now, I started talking to you about, about the biological versus the, the spiritual or the biological versus the eternal uh, family of God. Uh, let's see. A number of people are products of their environment, right? A number of people. A number of people are products of their, their environment. In other words, where you come from. Your, your house, right? Your household or your neighborhood or your hood or whatever you want to call it, whatever it's called. You're a product of that, right? <clears throat> you come into the world by way of what? Your biological family. But remember what I said in the beginning. You become what God wants us to become by way of our spiritual family. It's through the church. Because God is glorified through the church. Through the church. It's, it's through the church. It's because of me and you. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your. He does not say that about the world, y'all. He says that about the saints. And so it's your job and my job to make sure that we what? That we glorify or give the world something to glorify about. Watch this here in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. 2 Peter 3 and verse number 18. But grow, but grow. Y'all going to help me? Listen, but grow. It's not fame, it's gain. What are you gaining? Every single week, you should have gained something. You should have applied something. You should have grown one more inch, one more centimeter. Whatever it might be, you should be going up and not be going down. But you should be going up, and if you fall down, get up. But grow in what? Hmm. So Peter, we should be growing. The abundant life is about growth. How are you going to be part of the abundant life? Ab abundant means abounding in your living excessively. So how in the world are you going to be in Christ, have the abundant life, and you are failing to grow? Something that does not grow is, is sick. 
Is that making sense, Sister Gladys? If it does not grow, it's sick. If a tree is not growing right, if a plant, it's, that's why they purge it. If, if, if a child is not growing right, that means what? Something is wrong. You and I should literally see. We should feel ourselves growing. Let me give you an example. If I would argue with my wife five years ago, head up. Y'all know what head up argument is? Face to face, right? Five years down the line, million dollar question, should I still be conducting myself? I should have seen five years forward now, I should have changed. Because how in the world can I have the abundant life and not what? Change. I often think about Christians not here but other places. Why are they not growing? Just because we show up on Sunday don't mean we're growing. Every husband in here, every wife should be iron on iron. And we say iron sharpens iron, but spouse ought to sharpen spouse. We shouldn't wait to come to church to be holy. We are holy beings, right? And, 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 and what you need to see here is but grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him, there it is, to him be glory both now. Didn't I tell y'all that? The abundant life don't start over yonder, y'all. It's now. It, it happens now. We are in the abundant life now because we are in God by way of Christ. We are part of the family of God underneath the government rule of God. To him be glory both now and forever. This is true. Amen. Now let's close this thing. Give me Galatians chapter 5. Give me Galatians 5. And I think I want verse 19, Galatians 5, verse 19, Galatians 5, verse 19. We are products of our environment. 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 The church is the environment of God. Did y'all get that? The church is the environment of of God. Now, now, uh, Friday or Saturday, I was talking to one of the elders at the Mountain View Church over in Dallas. And uh, it's amazing. I don't care where you go. Same problems. Same problem. Everywhere you go. Church of Christ, same problem. I don't care where you go. I don't care where you go. Same stuff. And I was talking to one of the elders there, and he was telling me about uh, when they first started out in Dallas. Of course, they weren't in the Mountain View, but there was something else. And uh, he, he uh, had retired and he went off somewhere else. And then he uh, left the church that was called something else. Now they're Mountain View. But he, he, he looked at the church and he saw that they needed another elder. So he said to himself, and, you know, he says, I need to go back. 
He says, I need to go back because they need some help. What makes a man put the need of the church above his own needs? What, why we have so many men in the church, or like some of the sisters say, in the church, and all they do, not here but other places, they just sit. When you see a need, ooh, a little stiff with that one, but. And I was listening to the man talk. He, he's, you know, he's, he's an elderly guy now, but he's still an elder. And he was working, you know, he was, he was working. He was around the church just doing stuff. And I'm like, what make a seasoned citizen like that come to the church on a Saturday when he should be legs kicked up and drinking a Coca-Cola and eating chips and barbecuing and having a good time with his grandkids? He's at the church house doing physical. Y'all ain't listening to me. The church is the environment of God. Now watch this. Watch this. If you and I, right, if, that's conditional, if we have the Holy Ghost, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you if you have them. I know I have them. Big Lord have mercy, I know I have them. Something have to have me because, and you, when you can see change in your life, you're not good enough to change. Stop trying. That's why so many people fail because you try to do it by your own strength. You leave out and say, Lord, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it today. You wouldn't, it ain't going to work like that. You might change for a day. You might change for two days. You might even change for a whole week. But if you don't change uh, on the inside, uh, it will never consistently manifest itself on the outside. You can't change, church, without the Holy Spirit helping you. The thing you need to understand is he is there to help you. You cannot lean on your own will and volition. You have to lean on the power of God. That's why in Ephesians chapter 6, don't go there, but he talks about the power of his might. You can't do it. I can't do it. Watch this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. You see it? You see this thing here? Which are, which are these? And I, I don't want these. That, those are the sins. Uh, give me, I think I want 21. Let's go to 21. Oh, back up. Go 22. That's going to start it. I thought, what? 23. There it is. 22. Yeah. But the fruit of the what? I'm closing. But the what? I just want, I'm, I'm not running over this one this morning. I just want you to see this one. The fruit of the spirit. This is God's environment right here. If you have the Holy Spirit of God, it will produce. I, I, I don't care. It will produce, y'all. This is the, the pumpkin patch, if you will. This is the garden. This is the, the vineyard, or like some folk, the vineyard. <laughs> This is it, y'all. This is God's environment. And when people and when people come to visit us, they should be able to see the fruit that, that God's spirit has what? Produced. Can I tell you something? When you have the Holy Spirit of God, it is impossible for you not to bear fruits. 
because he lives in what? In you. And if there's a seed in you, it's going to grow, right? And the thing I like about a seed is it grows down before it comes up. And some people, some people fall off from the church because they never grow down in. They grow up. And when a hard rain comes, it washes them because they only got topsoil. Uh, Y'all ready for this? But the fruit of the Spirit is what? I just want you to check it out. God don't lie. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Is this a love environment? Very powerful script in Titus. Don't go there. A woman needs to be taught how to love her children. <laughs> Somebody got to teach you how to be the you God wants you to be. And sometimes we don't want folk to teach us. We think we already know. We think we some OGs and everything. You're not an OG and everything. Watch this. But the fruit of the Spirit, what it produces is love, joy. Didn't say happiness. You can buy you some happiness, but you ain't going to buy no joy. And don't come tell me you can't buy happiness. You, you must have never had no money in your life. Because, yes, ma'am, you can buy yourself some happiness. It might not last, but if you got some money, you can go out and buy yourself some feel me good. But you can't buy no joy. You ain't going to buy no joy. That's an inside job. that only comes from God. Don't miss this. The environment is an environment of love. The environment is an environment of joy. The environment is an environment of what? Whoo. Peace. Are you seeing this? Peace. I'm, I'm trying to show you, y'all, that, that people are products of their environment. And when you and I leave this environment, it should expose itself out yonder on your job, in your neighborhood, at the break, at the break park, uh, at, the, at the basketball court, at the football field, on the track, wherever you might go. It exposes itself because you are filled with the Holy Spirit and he produces love. And that love is not just seen here, but it's seen Love, joy, peace. Whew. Long suffering. When you got children, you gotta have, you gotta suffer long. You, you gotta have long suffering. Let me tell you something. When you got children, and, and mine getting a little older now, and I got one who's leaving the house, but but here's the deal. Long. Somebody said, preacher, how long is long? Long, man, just long. Just long. It ain't no, didn't say how long. It just said long. You got to long suffer. And, and, and don't trip on your children because God long suffers with us. Man, God put up with us. Think, listen, if God did not put up with us, we would all be dead. But he suffers long. Why? Because that's good parenting skills. 
You cannot have children and you're constantly losing your temper. You will kill your children. Yes, y'all, you'll beat them to the hospital, you do something. You have to learn how to what? Suffer long. When you're married, you got to suffer long. That's another subject for another time. Gentleness. And, and, and I made mention it last Sunday, I believe. You know, when you come to the church house, y'all, this is the environment of God. You ought to say good morning. Hello, somebody. I, I, I mean, you know, you, you, you walk in. It used to be back in the day when you walk into a place, you know, somebody right at the door. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. When you come into the environment of the Lord's house, if it has love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, shouldn't it, it should manifest itself. You know, good morning, Sister Brock. Good morning, Sister Thomas. How you doing? You don't have to get into what you did last night, what you did yesterday. Good morning. How you doing? Good to see you. Huh? Listen, because when we connect to each other, right before we start worshiping, when we connect to each other, we can worship God as one. It doesn't feel so cold because we have greeted each other. I thought the Bible says, and the churches of Christ, what? Salute you with a holy kiss. That wasn't to the denomination of the word. That was to each other. Salute. They used to kiss each other. Now, don't be kissing. You know, don't be doing all that stuff. They got some men in the church, not here, but other places. They love to give holy kisses. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. Y'all, all of these things are being produced by the fruit of the Spirit. Faith. Faith. Give me the next one. Meek. Meek. Meekness. Huh? Meekness. I'm, 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 I'm not harsh. I'm not brash. Right? I'm, I'm mild and soft. Temperance. Self-control. Ooh, I tell you, self-control. Why do you have self-discipline or self-control? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. And y'all, you're relying on him. You have to lean on him. You have to rely on him. You have to say, Holy Spirit, help me today. I can't do this thing by myself. Help me with these devils. <laughs> They're not the devil, but they, you know, they act like them. But look, when you know the Holy Spirit is in you, and when you know he's there to help you, you can receive more strength because you know he's there to help you. You know he's willingly there to help you, guide, direct, and guard you. These young folk today, man, we're living, we living in some jacked up times. These young folk don't play. Man, they don't play. I was in my hometown so long ago, I was, I was scared just looking at them jokers. I was like, man. I know I'm a bad man, but man, them cats are something else. They don't have no problem. They, don't, they ain't worrying about prison. They ain't worrying about no prison. They, they don't care about prison. <laughs> and they would, let me tell you something, old schools, they will kill you. No, y'all, y'all not. They will kill you. So when, they, when, when you see them and they do something to you, just suffer long, suffer long, suffer long. Don't worry about it. Just suffer long. Just, woo, you know, 
Go buy your go buy your business because you don't know if you're gonna make it. These 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 folk don't have no sense. They don't want no sense. Their guns are their Bibles. The more guns, the more money, the more jury. That's it. Three, I'm telling you. Temperance, no, no, no control, out of control. Against such, watch this, against such, against such, there is no what? Now, you were talking about the law. You know, that was a constraint. You, you, you know, the law only went so far, and the law could never bring you out of sin. And, you know, but this one here, you say there's no law. Nothing is stopping you. Nothing is constraining you from doing all of these right over here. Y'all, you can love as much as you want. <laughs> He said, ain't nobody going to stop you. You can have as much self-temperance you want, uh, temperance, meekness. You can have all of the things that he talks about in here. You can suffer long. Ain't nobody going to stop you. Nobody going to get mad because you're suffering long. There's no law over here. And all I'm saying is in the church, and I'm not talking about no churches. No, I'm talking about our church. My job ain't over yonder to nobody else's congregation. It's right here. This church is the environment of God. This one. And every Sunday and every time we meet, we ought to act like we know who the Holy Spirit of God is. By this will all men know that you are my disciples. If you have love one for another. You come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of sins, confessing Christ, being baptized for the remission of your sins. If you are a child of God, if you're here, if you're online this morning and you said, you know, I found myself in the lesson. I stand at a distance from God, at a guilty distance. And I find myself doing, saying, thinking things contrary to God's word. And today, here's what I want to do. I want to ask the Lord to forgive me. I want to ask the church to pray for me. Because I want to please God. Because I don't know when I'm going to leave this world. But whenever I leave, I want to be pleasing and faithful and dying to God. Why don't you say today, what is baptism? Or what is to get your life turned around? You can do that today as we stand. And as together we sing the invitation song. I heard come? an old, old story How my Savior came from